0: Ooh, 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 yeah, yeah, if you want me to stay.
1: So this won't be a big revelation to anybody listening, but Sly and the Family Stone fucking rule. One of the greatest American bands, the end, that's the end of that sentence, that's it, that's the tweet. One of the greatest American bands to ever exist, from their multiracial makeup to the quality of the funk and the soul and the joy and the beauty they brought into planet Earth at a truly tumultuous time in American history. Whether you're talking about overall cultural nature, race relations, political, musical, anything. Just incredibly important band. And it was brought into such a sharp focus for me. Just the other day, I went on July 4th, I found myself rolling solo. And I thought, I'm bored. What am I going to do? Well, my wife, I had to work all weekend, and my wife was out of town. My daughter was together with friends, and I was hiding from the heat and the air conditioning. But I was bored. I wanted to get out of the house. I'm like, where can I go to other air conditioning? And I thought, it's been more than a year and a half since I've been in a fucking movie theater. I'm going. I'm going to go see a movie. Was that song in that movie that you saw? Not that specific song, but Sly and the Family Stone were on stage in the movie. By the way, it's The Brian Oak Show, episode 170 here in the Smart Start MN studios in South Minneapolis near 48th and Chicago. And without Smart Start MN, we do not have this podcast, and we certainly do not have 170 episodes under our belt. I went to see Summer of Soul this past weekend, and it is available on Hulu. You could watch it in your home right now. It premiered this past weekend. Not the way to see it. Well, I mean, it, it is. It, it's such a wild and crucial and it's celebratory document. I'm not mad at somebody who watches it at home on Hulu because that's what people do now. But if you haven't been to a theater in a while, go pay 14 bucks for a small popcorn and another $7 <laughs> for a small soda. Oh, you think I'm joking? No, I don't. I got a small I, yeah. popcorn and a bottle of water. Fourteen ninety
2: five, baby. Yeah, our kids wanted us to take to know a movie. I said, or we could pay for a couple of credits at college. I was going to
1: say, right? Or <laughs> if you guys want to fly to Atlanta, that's about the same <laughs> exactly. price. We could do Round that trip. too, right? <laughs> um, but I, I, so I decided to take myself out. A on a much smaller note, I kind of forgot how great it is to go to a movie by yourself. No one yeah. talks to you. Yeah. No one's sticking their hand in your popcorn bag. Yep. It's all you, and you get to sit. You get to pick your spot. You get to I mean, I love the way they do it in this day and age where you actually pick your spot before you go in. Anyway, I loved going by myself, but then I sat down to watch this document, and I heard a lot about this particular film, this documentary, and I've seen a million music documentaries before, mm-hmm. right? But this one... This was, this was crucial and important. Questlove, the legendary drummer yeah. from the roots, but also mm-hmm. a hip hop historian, an R and B, a black music and black history historian. He helped put this together. It's the first time he's directed a film and he nailed it. This was an absolute home run. So back in the summer of 1969. There were a consecutive series of weekends mm. in a park in central Harlem where all these A-listers, all the A-listers of the era mm. in the R&B and soul world got together. I mean, this was the Black Woodstock, right? And no one ever heard a word about it. I'd never heard of it before. I haven't either. And
2: I absolutely love that particular
1: genre of music. So. Right, and, and so, and what you get to see the opening scene, spoiler alert, I'm only going to tell you about the opening scene is a set from Stevie Wonder, who everyone oh. already at this point knows is amazing. Did you know he could play the drums? Zero idea. He I didn't know that. He gets up at one point, is directed back to the drum kit, and goes just wild <laughs> on the drums. And I'm like, "What?" But do, but, I mean, <laughs> you already knew he was a phenom, right? But there he is behind the drums. My mouth was hanging open at so many points during this documentary. There are incredible uh, interludes from B.B. King. Sly and the Family Stone, as we heard right there. Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, mm. Gladys Knight and the Pips, the Staples Singers. At one point, Mavis Staples and Mahalia Jackson are out there singing together. Now, I am not a man of faith. I'm not a religious man. Yeah, The two of them are out there. It was a whole gospel weekend, this particular weekend they were featuring. If you can watch the song they do together and not get religion, then I... Then it's over. I don't know why you continue to wake up in the morning. This, to me, was revelatory. It was informative. Again, 1969, Harlem, right? I mean, in the last year, Malcolm X had been killed. MLK had been killed. Mm. Bobby Kennedy had been killed. Things could not have been more uncertain, but for these weekends in Harlem there was this serenity, there was this harmony, there was this utter celebration of black culture. When they pan across the tens of thousands of people who are showing up for this free concert every weekend, it is a sea of celebratory black faces. Let's be honest, we've always believed that Black Lives Matter on this show, right? Yeah. This, so it was both wonderful and horrific that here we are literally 50 years later and we're still having the same conversations. We're still having the same arguments. We're still fighting a lot of the same fights. Sure, a few things have improved, but from a musical standpoint, this is one of the most crucial documents I've ever seen. It was wonderful. The great crime about this, and they explained it early on in the film, this thing went down. It was unbelievable. It was incredible. They they pulled together forces and musical performers you couldn't have believed. Mm. It was all filmed on a shoestring budget and it was filmed beautifully and then the footage sat in a basement for 50 years, never seen before. And so I don't know how it came out. I don't really know how it got on Earth, but Questlove got together, boiled it down to really some of its essence. I would say this is, if not the, one of the most crucial documentaries anybody could watch. This should be required curriculum in schools. If you want to know anything about actual music and American music history, Utterly required curriculum. And so before we get to today's guest, um, Katie Vernon is back once again to join us. I'm very excited about that. And before we get to one more song that I got to hear during this particular thing, we do have to mention Smart Start MN. Primary sponsor, naming sponsor of the show, Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What do they do? Well, you drink and drive or someone you know drinks and drives, you're going to lose your license. You're not going to be able to drive. That is a ridiculous bummer. You need to get back into your vehicle. They're the ones who set up the ignition interlock program. The state will have to let you drive. If you follow the rules, if you abide by these simple steps, you can get back to leading a much more normal life quicker and for less money than you thought possible, and even less money than normal if you follow certain steps.
2: Yeah, go to smartstartmn.com slash Brian Oak show, and that will get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock.
1: They, and again, without them, this show doesn't exist. Doesn't so happen. A, a heartfelt thanks to Mike and Ed, without whom we literally do not exist. Same with our Patreon members. They're
2: coming, by the way. Mike and Ed will be at our Patreon event on the 20th. Coming up
1: in less than two weeks, July 20th, we are going to be at...
2: Beast Barbecue in Northeast Minneapolis. I think it's around 13th. It's right next to Eli's Cocktails oh. because they own that as well. Buying it. up
1: that whole area, and so <laughs> <laughs> land barons. Yeah. So, but it's going to be from six to eight. We're going to have music, and early on, when we first started this podcast, no one knew there was a global pandemic on the no. way. We'd heard a sniff, a, a couple of rumors that there might be a couple people not feeling very good and we started this podcast and we promised because of our commitment to the community and commitment to local music we were going to have a monthly to bi-monthly event for our Patreon members to come and see these intimate live performances and then COVID effed everything up deeply and now here we are finally coming out on the other side and we've got one coming up so Patreon members we're going to see you in less than two weeks and for those of you who would like to come to these kind of events in the future as we continue to do them you can find out more patreon.com slash brian oak show all one word if you want to jump on board you'll get into all kinds of cool things no matter what level you support at and we could use your support katie vernon's on the way next right here one of the coolest moments for me in that entire documentary was when the fifth dimension came up because they talked about how this was a summer of black celebration, black pride. Yeah. And everybody thought the fifth dimension were too white. They thought that they didn't sound <laughs> like black people. And Marilyn McCoo, who would go on to be a co-host on solid gold later on. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, she's like, you know, she got to sing in this band and she was like, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I grew up black. I know exactly what the black experience is. I was right there. And everyone's like, yeah, you guys aren't black enough. And they were incredible in this movie. Go see Summer of Soul, either in the theater or even watch it on Hulu, but go see it in the theater. The performance of that during the course of Summer of Soul live, you know, in Harlem where it was captured at the Harlem Cultural Festival, it was wonderful. And you can listen to it and be like, oh, cheesy or the musical hair or whatever. Brilliant. It's a movie for two hours that you'll sit there with your mouth hanging open when you're not crying or laughing or standing up and clapping. See Summer of Soul. I don't really care when or how. Go see it. I'm Brian Oak. It's the Brian Oak Show. That's Sean Bernard. And Katie Vernon is right across from me. Hello again, Katie.
3: Hello. How are you? I'm, um, I'm changeable. I'm good. I'm here. I'm, I'm very happy to be
1: here. Okay. I can't
3: wait to see that movie.
1: Yeah, well, I'm telling I'm you. Really I, I've it. seen a lot of great musical docs in my life, yeah. but this one, I wasn't. I knew it was supposed to be good. I kept hearing all these rave reviews. I wasn't prepared for just how revelatory and celebratory it was. It was really incredible. You, speaking of revelatory and celebratory, Mm -hmm. you also continue to create. You make music. You've had a very dynamic couple of years, I think, to put it mildly.
3: Yeah. You know, I feel like, um, you know, people come up to you, you know, if they're nice enough after a show and they'll be like, what CD should I buy? And, you know, you want to be like, well, all of them. And yeah. tip me, please." <laughs> but, um, you know, my, my newest CD is definitely my favorite. And, you know, sometimes people ask me why. And I'm like, you know, I mean, hopefully because I'm getting better. You know, I mean, my my most recent songs, I do think are always my best. Mm-hmm. And Suda Hearts was a huge achievement, you know, with the band and had a massive release, you know, at the parkway, just you know, near where we're sitting right now. Mm -hmm. And um that was a real pinnacle. I mean, that was everything I wanted to do. You know, that was not quite, you know, the summer of soul, but it was me (laughs) jumping around, you know, jumping around on a stage with costume changes. Yeah. Um, really singing so, you know, songs that were so um biographical and meaningful with a band that played them well and you know, a, a choir, a string section. I mean, it was everything I wanted. So it was massive. Well, that's
1: fantastic. So inspiring. where would people find Suit of Hearts if they wanted to get their hands yeah, on well, it, it right everywhere. now?
3: Yeah, it's everywhere. Well, I mean, it's tell like... me where everywhere is because okay. people
1: need, I hate to break it to you, people need <laughs> no, direction. True.
3: Yeah. Well, I would love people to actually buy a hard copy. So yes, if please. you want to buy a hard copy, it's available at Electric Fetus and also directly from my website. Mm-hmm. So that's katievernon.com, Katie with a Y. Right. And, um, and then, uh, so yeah, I can, I can ship it to you um, or you can buy it at Electric Fetus. And then also it's on every streaming
1: platform. Excellent. Well, And yeah. streaming is fine, but streaming get a physical copy, man. Yeah, get the artifact. Both. The artifact is the bit, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's part of the ritual. That's part of the magic. And right. also, it's part of putting a little money in an artist's pocket, yeah. which is an important part of what Sorry. we do. Yeah. You know, you were, like we all were, locked down for a long time. Yeah. And I know you did some virtual stuff, but here we are. Yeah. We're sort of on the cusp right i mean like we're starting to do this again yeah. how do you feel about that are you excited about doing this again
3: i'm excited it's been a bit manic because um you know people have been rescheduling things from last summer all right and so you know i looked at my calendar and this is going to sound you know to anyone out there struggling to get a gig just hang in there and just keep trying answer your emails that's yeah. the number one piece of <laughs> Answer advice. Your emails I have.
1: And then show up when Answer you're supposed your to show up. And just
3: show up. Right? You know? But um so it's gonna sound annoying that I'm gonna complain about it, but you know, between rescheduling from twenty twenty and then just the normal, you know, incoming stuff of life with people opening up venues again. Um, I had four shows two weekends ago and wow. three shows last weekend. And I'm tired. (laughs) Uh, Well, I bet you are. Look, if
1: if people think what you do isn't work, it's the same kind of people that think what I do or what Sean does isn't work. If you have
0: not fun,
1: (laughs) but it can be, and it can be very fulfilling. That doesn't mean it doesn't take a toll. It doesn't mean that it doesn't require. Effort and blood and sweat, equity and all that kind of stuff. Lots it
3: does. of sweat lately. Went, with the oh, yeah, yuck. playing outside. Oh, wait right a minute! <laughs>
1: this past weekend, you had three shows. Yeah. Were they outdoors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, gross! Only,
3: I'm only playing outdoors right now. Oh. So do you? Things do are you, very hot and sweaty.
1: Do you like that weather? No, I hate it. It's, I'm the same. No. I call it dinosaur weather. <laughs> it I is, I can't yeah. stand it it makes me dumb it makes me slow i can't think properly and i I sweat too much in it for me october never comes soon enough and people like yeah but then you'll bitch about the cold never never. i pride myself
3: (laughs) on not complaining you know because you are one of those people and you know you do get accused of that but um no you know i moved here you know as most people who've ever heard me talk about anything or can hear my accent realize you know i came here from from england you but have an accent I, a bit of one okay. <laughs> it comes, All right. it comes All right. and goes when did you move um here? i moved here in 93 so okay. i can no longer lie because i'm obviously very old <laughs> oh, I settle
1: down you uh, moved here when you were two and everybody I moved knows here it when i was two yeah. it's weird though that i mean we're talking almost 30 years of being here yes, and the accent crazy. doesn't really fade the accent well, remains that's part of your life yeah it's
3: part of my life you know i mean i left when i was 21 so okay. i think if you reach adulthood somewhat um yeah. i think you're I think that your accent stays. I've also just, I literally dropped her off at the airport um, at 10.30 this morning. Uh Um, I've just had a visit with my best friend, um, who's also English, but she lives in Philly. But both of us have kind of an English accent. Like, not really, but a little bit.
1: Within England, there are actually, and people may not think this, you know, living in the States, Mm -hmm. think about how many accents there are. Throughout the course of America, and right. no matter where you go, a wide range, England, a much smaller geographically mm-hmm. country, but perhaps even a richer range yeah. of individual accents. There
3: are some I can't even understand. I, some yeah. of them are
1: very bizarre. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, oh, you're an East Londoner. Oh, you're <laughs> from Leeds. I mean, like, right. where are you from? I mean, wh- I'm from
3: wh- south East London. All right. So I used to talk like
1: Adele
3: <laughs> and um, I drop all, my, all my teas and my D's and yeah. say water bottle. And uh, no one could understand me. And I've now. You what? Know, she was but- saying water, water bottle, not uh,
1: what a butthole. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, but that's see,
3: funny. What, what's great is
1: you don't really know. You <laughs> think that, but you don't really know. I'm
2: sure she was saying water bottle. That's mm. funny. Uh, that's the number
3: one thing I still can't order at a restaurant. I cannot request a glass of water. Like, if I say water, I actually, one time it was very funny because he's sober now, but there was a gentleman right behind me. Um, at the Amsterdam one night and I asked for water and because I was playing that night, they gave it to me free. So, you know, right. it, it was fine. I didn't have to pay for it. But they gave me a <laughs> pint of porter. Oh. and I thought that is not what I asked for. No. So I handed it to someone behind me and he was like, oh, thank you.
1: Don't mind if I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, funny. you know that uh, obviously Americans are deeply enamored, especially Minnesotans are dizzyingly enamored by any accent whatsoever. Yeah. Which works in your favor. It does. Yeah, (laughs) weirdly.
3: My friend who lives in Philly, who just visited, no one ever asks her about her accent. Right. And she thinks I'm making it up that 20 years on, well... 20 plus, 28 years on, right? People are still asking me about mine. Well, I mean, yeah, they do.
1: and so, but <laughs> yeah. but you've been here now, and you've been doing this yeah. for a long time. You've yep. been making I'm an music. Old hand. You, no, well, <laughs> no, settle that's true. down. No, settle in, down. A but, but in a good way. But but I mean, like this is not way. new to you. No. So you've seen ups and downs. Yes. But none of us have ever seen, no matter what we do for a living, right. what the last year looked like. No, and it's been, it's been challenging, and it's been uphill. Yeah. You're also a mom. You yeah. also have other lines of work that you do.
3: Well, I had to cultivate those because yeah. not only, obviously, like every Every musician, you know, are all every day I'd get at least three cancellations Uh of like shows. It was so depressing. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, my backup jobs, my part-time jobs, were either event or retail based, and I did several, um, and they all went out the window too. So um, I became an office worker, and I just got promoted. And it was funny because I got—I've been with the company now for a year. I was part-time receptionist, Mm -hmm. and I just got um promoted to full-time office coordinator and everyone who was coming by my desk to say congrats I was thinking yeah thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of really want to be like a rock star but okay. Thanks. Well, I th- that's not out the window yet <laughs> so let's t- let's talk yeah. about
1: that. Yeah. During lockdown, did you find and I love to ask artists this because it's been the 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 wide spectrum of answers mm. to this question has been fascinating. Mm. Some people during lockdown got wildly creative and have mm. never seen a more productive period in their lives. Mm-hmm. And others were sort of, you know, that quiet, empty desolation of the mm. soul yeah. and couldn't find a single thing to sing about or write yeah. about. Where did you fall on that spectrum?
3: I was somewhat in the middle. I I was closer to the desolation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wrote a couple of songs. I'll play them today. Great. Um Yeah. And I, I'm borrowing Sean's ukulele, so that's awesome. Um- <laughs> also, we're going to talk about that. When <laughs> okay. did you get a
1: ukulele? <laughs>
2: I got one during the uh, actually the beginning of the pandemic, and Katie was nice enough to teach me a few strumming patterns and uh, and thanks. a few chords, and that was enough to get <laughs> me through the pandemic where oh, I could good. just not annoy Yay. other people with my absolute beginner playing, but enough to be able to get myself a little bit of peace of
1: mind. I was going to say when we 're all locked in together, like yeah. Katie playing the ukulele is charming and wonderful and yeah. evocative. You, when you're Ooh. locked in with your family, no, hear me out. <laughs> when you're locked in with your family, that reminds me of, like, Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Why would you do that to them? I just kept Aww. singing all work and no play. like <laughs> oh, boy, so. it's, the, it's, the, it's the title of my new record, Brian. Would you like to hear it? Um, Well, let's do that. Before we talk more about what's coming up for you this summer and what else we are looking forward to, including in less than two weeks, you being part of our first Patreon event in more than a year. Because, man, we owe people and I'm very happy to have you there. So you wrote this song during lockdown. Tell me about the song.
3: Uh, Yeah, well, this was a funny one. So, you know, I did not find this incredible boost of uh, you know, kind of uh, ideas and creativity. Can't even think of the word. Inspiration. Creativity. Yeah. <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> well, what are those? But for your information, uh, the vast
1: majority of people I talked to tended towards your end, yeah. past the, well, like the the explosion yeah, the of creativity all yeah, the time. Yeah. We had some of those, but most people were like, I just floundered like everybody else yeah, did.
3: Yeah, well, and, you know, I worked. You know, like I said, I got this office job. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it was very strange for me because I went from this really busy, independent, you know, musician to being literally the only person traveling at 7 a.m. on 494 going to an office. That was empty. Kind of nice I mean, to I have it to yourself. Yeah, it is. It, it lo- was. I'd Omega rather not Man. have been right. driving it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it was right. a bit zombie apocalypse and <clears throat> I'm going to answer the phone. You know, it was very strange. Right. Um. So, yeah, I sat down one day and wrote a song and I, it was one of those, like, you write it in 10 minutes and you think, where on earth did that come from? It came from the very strange mood I was in that day and really just feeling like I don't know how to control anything that I'm dealing with and feeling right now and um and I uploaded it to Facebook right away you know I like literally recorded myself playing it uploaded it and I even said on it just wrote this in about 10 minutes and I'll probably change the lyrics because I don't even know what it's about and within you know a few minutes So many people commented, which was lovely. They were all home and they were all bored and dying (laughs) inside. But um, so many people said, don't change it. That's how I'm feeling too, which was very strange. So uh, yeah, hopefully people still relate. But here it is. It's called The Middle.
4: Stuck in the middle again. Fighting the war, I don't know how to win. Fighting the war, I don't know how to win. Fighting
1: the war, I don't know how to win. Katie Vernon. Episode 170 (laughs) of the Brian Oak Show podcast, you know, Sean and I are very fortunate in that we get a front row seat for so many, not only amazing, intimate (gasps) performances like that, but we get to hear music before other people get to hear it. I mean, people are listening right now, but it's pretty incredible after the year we've all had to be up close and personal with music. It feels really good. Thank you for sharing that.
3: Yeah. Thank you for having an outlet for it because, um, you know, I I think part of my um, challenge with being creative when... Huge things are happening is I feel so irrelevant. You know, I just feel like I have nothing to add to this. And I saw someone, a poet who I know, um, tweet something the other day. And he said, instead of, you know, when you're going to launch something new, instead of thinking, what do I have to say about this? Think about what version of myself do I need to be right now? And I was like, oh, that's good. That's That's
1: really good. That's good.
3: Because you Where know, I was that a year ago,
1: Sean. I, I, Why didn't you tell yeah. me about that? Maybe now it, you tell us. Maybe it took him
3: a while to come up with it, but I just thought, you know, there's so many massive things that are happening. There's such mass trauma. I think that, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in like cancel gigs, day jobs, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, should I wear a mask or not? I mean, all mm-hmm. these kind of crazy, petty arguments we've had with ourselves this year. And yet, you know, the, the COVID cases in England in the last two weeks have gone up more than 50% right. again. This yeah. is not over. Oh, not at all. And, you know, how many, you know, thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have we lost? And if I think about that, I can't write a song.
1: I can't get off the couch right. if I think about yeah. that. Exactly. But
3: I, you know, I need to get off my couch. Yeah, you I, do. I need to live. I need to be there for my kids i need to show up to work and for me you know if i don't write music and i don't sing then i'm cutting off my limbs i mean i'm not living so you know i have to keep going even if i think creatively like what do i have to say right now i gotta say something you know so even if no one hears it you know and then thank you for having an outlet Well, we're happy to have an outlet, but I
1: mean, thank you for the internet, but thank you for writing music, and again, I think Sean and I are just grateful to have the opportunity and the voice and the wherewithal to be that conduit. Speaking of, before we continue talking to Katie Vernon, we do have to mention the brand new sponsor to The Brian Oak Show, Forgotten Star Brewing Company, located, we say Fridley, but that makes it sound like they're in Little Falls, right? I mean, it's literally on the border (laughs) of Minneapolis and Fridley in this beautiful, iconic building that apparently... Apparently, back in World War II, used to make the barrels for the giant guns on battleships and warships for the Navy. Now all they do is just create craft brew there. From bombs to brews. Well, exactly. But they do a great job. Is that their
4: slogan? That's no, good. no, I like it's not.
1: It's not <laughs> but it might be. They might take yeah, that from exactly. me. We want a percentage. Um, <laughs> from bombs
3: on- to getting bombed. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Getting Ooh, I Remember, like smart that start MN. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe oh, not. Look, yeah. uh, I just wondered, is there a conflict of interest there? I'm no. sure we're fine. All- uh, maybe we should... Put some cards for Smart Start MN though, over mm. on the bar yeah. over there. Yeah, plan anyway, a ride. Anyway, Forgotten yeah. Star, uh, they are a great brewing company, and they specialize in beer, and they are located in a cool, like, it's an industrial park. When you drive up, you're like, where am I exactly? But then you find them. It's very cool, family-friendly, dog-friendly, indoor and out, and they have a regularly rotating schedule of seasonal beers.
2: And they're really good people. They just were talking to us about all the things they have coming up, and they're going to be doing an Oktoberfest thing later on, but on the 16th, they're doing uh, a Pride Dabbler event, which I thought was so cool. I'm like, these guys are just totally involved with the community in all kinds of different ways, and they love music. So they've got a couple of different stages in there, uh, and it fits right in with what we're trying to do here on the Brian Oak Show.
1: Exactly. They are part of this community. They're very well entrenched where they are there, but it's worth checking them out. I mean, think about how many brew pubs there are. Think about the different places you go. This is a place that loves music. They're very cool and relatable people, and we had a chance to get to know them. They jumped on board, so we're jumping on board with them. So thank you to Forgotten Star Brewing Company, located literally right on the border it's weird because if you drive north from where they are, it says welcome to Fridley. If you drive south, it says welcome <laughs> to Minneapolis. So they're they're sort of in limbo right there it. in the middle.
2: <laughs> yeah, I drove, I drove the city streets all the way home because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to take the freeway on the way home. I'm going to drive through my city because you can see downtown Minneapolis from their building. And mm-hmm. It's right along the rail line. And I love the railroad. I always have. But took the side streets all the way home.
1: It was great. Did you ever say choo-choo as you were driving along? I said it a couple of times. I did. (laughs) Sounds like you. Katie Vernon is our guest right now here on The Brian Oak Show. And Katie, you're going to be joining us in less than two weeks as part of our first return to Patreon event. Part of the lockdown problem, I mean, because again, we want to be an outlet for musicians and we were lucky enough to be able to do that during the course of the pandemic. But we also wanted to be able to, the people who supported us, right, like Patreon, that sort of thing, to bring them some of this live music and these intimate performances, which really, frankly, are often stunning. Well, then we all got shut down by the pandemic. So I'm thankful that you're going to be joining us coming up here at... Beast Barbecue in Northeast
2: Minneapolis. What Beast. Was so, and what was so cool is I reach out to Katie, and there's always a part of me. It's like, has Katie gotten too big for the Brian Hub show? <laughs> will Katie be like, oh, God, now they're trying to get oh, she was like, She was like, the answer is yes. yes I will course. absolutely join you guys for your Patreon <laughs> event. And I was so yeah, thrilled. I was
3: thrilled. It was great. I was very happy to get that. But I did explain today because I had a total brain fart. I forgot (laughs) today. uh, I forgot I was coming in to chat with you guys um, because you invited me to be a part of your Patreon um, event on July 20th. And um, you you asked me at 7.30 a.m. last Tuesday. And I said, yes, with an exclamation mark or two. And by (laughs) 9.30 a.m. that same day, my band had broke up Oh and all thoughts and and uh, just, you know, calendar, appointment, like everything just kind of became blur and it's fine. It's good. We have a lot of things to look forward to, but um, I totally
2: forgot that we had had that conversation. Kind of understandable. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. that's you know, seismic, a right? It's weird. Yeah. This,
1: this yeah. is your band. I mean, so yeah. when you talk about your band breaking yeah. up, I mean, sometimes things have run their course. sometimes you get blindsided or t-boned was it acrimonious is it is it relatively good good?
3: yeah it's all good i think it was a bit of both i mean you know i've been really thinking about it like i said uh suit of hearts was a massive record it was very ambitious most ambitious thing we've ever done um the storyline in the press uh which i pushed you know because i mean that's my job right um the storyline was very much you know Katie Vernon has been playing for a long time, but this record is really about her going home, you know, getting sober, um, you know, dealing with a lot of grief and healing and da-da-da-da-da. And that became a great story to push a collection of, you know, really personal songs. And um, the band shared with me, they felt kind of left out, you know. And uh, I would mention them, you know, every time I was on a podcast, every time I was in the press, um, what a massive role they all played, um and i'm not saying this is why we broke up but this is this is just some band history mm-hmm. um you know i think that often people feel like a backup band and i really never wanted them to feel that way we were very collaborative on stage i gave them massive shout outs and we had a happy you know band um dynamic um and we kept it together for 10 years we made three records together seven with the same lineup you know which is incredible that's um, like 70 in dog years. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, female ukulele player, I think that makes it 25. That's I at mean, least 25. In band years, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, um, And then, you know, I really think that um, the pandemic was kind of the, the nail in the coffin because, mm-hmm. you know, we, off the release of that record, um, we got some great gigs. I was always pushing and working my tail off for more. You know, I did all the booking, all the, you know, managing of everything, Um, And then we really just, you know, lost that momentum like everybody did. Mm -hmm. And during that time, um, Simon, husband's an incredible um, songwriter in his own right. um, He was my keyboard player. He wrote his own record and he released that and he got really excited about that. And so he made a big band announcement that he was going to leave. And I think, you know, figuring out how to carry on without him. And how to not have it be the Katie Vernon show to the detriment of anyone else that was in there. I think we kind of plateaued, um, so there aren't any hard feelings. I, you know, it's always sad. I, I felt like I was broken up with by five people on one day, and I did say to my husband on the Wednesday, "Do you have any plans to like break up with me? Because <laughs> maybe wait a week." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. uh, so you know, I, I was fragile. <laughs> I felt fragile, but you know, everyone. Everyone in the band's incredible. They're all in new bands. You know, they've all kind of found their footing and and found some things that they either started just before or during pandemic. And I think everyone's going to be fine. But, um, you know, it's sad. Well,
1: then let me ask you this. You know, Um, I mean, given the pandemic you it's wonderful for you to show so much compassion and empathy for the people you've shared so much time with and experienced so much with you said everyone's going to be fine is katie vernon going to be fine i mean but (laughs) in all honesty i mean what what do you think that the i mean that's hard i mean it's a big change after a long time yeah. Obviously everything's not written in stone yet, but what do you right. think the future might look like? Do you want to put together a new band? Do I you would, want to find a, col- a collaborator? Do you want to just yeah. do the Katie Vernon show for a while? What do you feel like?
3: It's going to be the Katie Vernon show for a while. Um, yeah. I'm lucky enough to have some Abba band gigs coming oh, up. Like yes, I'll do. give we're, you the we're, dates. Oh, we're going to be talking about, about It'll those. Be super oh fun. yeah. No, we're not getting um, out of here without talking yeah, about that. And um but you know, like I said I kind of struggled with, you know, what do I have to say? What am I writing songs about? So I need to reconnect to that, you know, without talking about myself in the third person. Katie Vernon. Uh, (laughs) Katie Vernon really needs to to reconnect reconnect with Katie Vernon. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I need to write some songs. I need to find, you know, the creative spark. I need to decide what I want to say. Um, And then, you know, I've been lucky to have, you know, five or six people, you know, at a time over the past few years that have wanted to do that with me and have supported me in that. Um, But I also, you know, I mean, I, Kevin, um, Kevin Bowe, who, you know, we recorded the last record with would be the first to say, you know, you know, your voice, you know, Mm -hmm. your vision. And I absolutely, you know, co-produced that record with him. And I really I have a lot of ways to go to just discover my voice and my passion and my vision. And I would love to bring in some new people to that. Um, you know, sometimes I think, Oh, I just wanna have an all girl band like that'd be pretty cool. You know, so I've got I've got lots of ideas, but it has to start with the songs. You know, yeah. if I write some good songs, then I'll figure it out. If I can't write some good songs, then you know, I'll uh be really good at my office coordinating job. <laughs> it's nice
1: to have that to fall back on, but yeah. there's no way that you can believe I won't give up, yeah. Well, I and mean, there's no way you can believe that you're out of ideas, right? No, I mean, no, there's, there's it just
3: no steps and way. flows. Yeah. And you know, I I mean the same thing happened to me when September eleventh happened. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. obviously that's a very long time ago. But uh, I couldn't write a song for years after that. I, I'm very sensitive. I hate when people are like, I'm an empath you know, I think <laughs> usually it's assholes <laughs> It's overused. It's always yeah. it, arseholes that <laughs> yeah, say that. Exactly. You're like, Really, honey? Oh yeah. yeah. right. <laughs> But uh, you know, so I hate to say I'm one. But um I, I'm a very overly sensitive person and you're so right. And I can shut down, you yeah. know, I, I worry about the world too much and then I shut down and um, you know, I don't want to do that. So uh I you know, I'll just write little songs about I care about Uh, I hope I get some good ones
1: as an empath myself, I really feel yeah. what you're talking about right, right now, Katie. I mean, I really, I can feel that. And I feel what that's like for you. And I understand. Thank you. No, I know what you mean. So before we talk about the ABBA stuff, we are going to yeah. hear another song. But I also, right yeah. before we get into another song here, because you've got another new song that you've yeah, never played we'll before. try it out. Okay, yeah. very good. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Right. But you made a brief reference. And mm. I don't really know anything about it, so I'm not sure how to get mm. into it. Okay. But a, a music program you work with in Edina. Yeah. Will you tell me about that?
3: Yeah, no, I was lucky enough to. lucky enough to. To be approached, so I was approached by um, a property developer. I was like, "Oh, someone with ideas and money." Hello, nice (laughs) to meet you. I was like, "I don't meet many people like you." But um, for many years, I've been involved in a program. It's like been eleven years now, but I think I've been involved for about seven. um, With a just a great little artist showcase in um, Edina called Morningside After Dark, and um, basically it's an evening. There's three of them a year, so January, February, and April. Um in a little church basement. It's not churchy at all, but we invite uh we always have to say that. Yeah. Like it's yes, such right. a bad thing, but yeah. you know. Um there's lots of swearing and you know, it doesn't matter. It's it's wait, you whoa, whoa, whoa. To...
1: swearing in a church? Yeah,
3: yeah. We get in a the few basement, we get a few side glances oh, from okay. the old ladies. But um so it's a night of um, writers and musicians and it alternates and I love it. And I've been lucky enough to be a part of that because they needed someone to kind of invite musicians, you know, so and they ran out of people they knew. So like we need someone to email musicians. So um, so I've been helping to do that programming in Edina for quite a few years. And um, this property developer was like, you know, we've got this fun area surrounded by restaurants and shops Um, And this big, you know, um, residential complex. But we need to bring in art. Like we need to bring in the dance, you know, kind of studio down the street. And we want musicians and we don't know how to reach them. So they contacted me. And actually, you know, all these years I've only ever volunteered helping to put together lineups. And they offered to actually pay me to do that. And, you know, it's very part time. But um, so I had the ability to um, book a 13-week music series in Edina um, with beautiful sound by David Russ, my ABBA collaborator. Uh He runs a sound business, so him and I put our heads together. He provides all the sound, and I provided all the musicians. So for every Friday, June through the end of August, we've got musicians to play for three hours, which means most people don't want to play for three hours. You know, someone throws money at you and says, book a band for three hours. Most people don't want to play for three hours. Yeah. Plus, it kind of needs to be acoustic, uh, singer-songwriter stuff. So I've probably been emailing about 23 or so different acts and lined them all up. And it was very important to me that we also connected to the community and we have young students who are in, you know, some of the music programs, um, very specifically and intentionally, um, predominantly students of color that are um, the kind of midway through the evening uh, kind of, you know, acts and um, so I'm also, you know, not only do we have amazing headliners like Munson Hicks, um, we've got uh, Sarah Morris, Mary Bew, mm. uh, Maida, you know, some great people. Chris Coza just played last week. Yeah. Um, but we have these, you know, students doing, you know, their own half hour or 20 minute act halfway through the night and, you know, being paid to do that. So it's all about finding talent paying them fairly and bringing it to spaces that didn't already have music. And obviously a diner is a hugely privileged um, community, but they don't necessarily have these, you know, kind of scrappy uh, indie musicians playing on a street corner. And it's a beautiful, I shouldn't say street corner, but it's a beautiful little plaza. Um, surrounded by shops, and it's a really lovely family way to spend three hours every Friday. Is it by
2: like Forty Fourth in France, or where okay. um, is it? Uh,
3: it's Fiftieth in France. Fiftieth France, but it is—it's kind of a—it's like a little town square in the middle because it's—it's mm-hmm. it's completely flanked by buildings that are shops. So the um, the Lynn Hall location, the Adina Lynn Hall, okay. is uh, is one of the places that backs onto it. So you can't see it from the street. I've had to like tell every. Uh, You know, all I wanted out of a concert series was to involve some young people, you know, involve some youth that haven't necessarily had any opportunities to play, um, to pay people well and to have free parking. That was it. I was like, that's all I want. (laughs) Oh, and good sound. And that's it. You know, like you said, I've been kicking around doing this for a long time and too many people just don't. Think of the basics. You just want to sound good Mm -hmm. and not have to pay for parking. Well, (laughs) that's it. That seems reasonable. (laughs) I mean,
1: in the grand scheme of things, (laughs) it shouldn't be that hard. So if people want to know more about this series, where do they go?
3: Yeah. So it's called POP. So it uh, it stands for Performance on the Plaza. So it's POP at 50th and France. Bit of a long title. Right. But if you just enter POP at 50th, you'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and, um, yeah, the 50th and France, the Dyna Association, yeah, they've got more info about it, too. So, yeah, it's been really, really fun. And, I mean, so many people are showing up and enjoying it that I think it hopefully will happen next year. And I should say Buhl Investors were the ones that made it all happen. B-U-H-L. Okay.
1: Very good. Yeah. Would you play another song for us? Yeah. Okay, I mean, just so... I love talking, but if we go too long without music, yeah, yeah. people start to wander. Okay. They start no, to drift. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Nothing personal. Just saying that they would also like to hear you sing.
3: Right, Well, I love that. Tell me so, about this song. Uh, this song um, is called Happy Endings. And uh, this song was written because I was kind of having some um, just kind of friendship issues with someone. And I thought, you know, we're either going to work this out and have some boundaries or we can't be friends anymore. And uh, we kind of realized we couldn't be friends anymore. So, yeah, it was kind of weird. But songwriter gold. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, okay,
1: here we go
4: hope you find peace of mind I don't know what to say I hope you know I didn't want to go you kept pushing me Left me more confused than before. Now you talk of happy. Endings. No matter what I gave, you wanted more. Can't be the one, no shining sun. I can't brighten.
1: <laughs> Oak Show Podcast, episode 170. Before we begin to wrap things up, which we still have plenty to cover here, I do need to thank. Palmer's Bar, located in southeast Minneapolis on Cedar Avenue. Palmer's is back. They survived the pandemic like many of us did, and they're here, and they're back, and they can't seem to control themselves in terms of having live DJs and all kinds of bands performing out on that back patio located on the West Bank of Minneapolis. Tony Zaccardi and friends, Christy Costello's doing the bookings there now. A great crew of people in a really good location and a mellow, affordable place to go and see some live music
2: yeah it's one of those places that i first went to just a couple of years ago and i'm like this is a great great venue check out palmer's it's palmersbar.net right that is website. correct
1: yeah. yep and i'm looking at their concert lineup right now wet denim never heard of them wet mm-hmm. denim is my kind of band name right there That's good. Uh, <laughs> they've got a bunch of shows coming up uh martin devaney's new project folios is mm-hmm. going to be playing there this weekend a lot of cool stuff on the way so palmer's bar pardon me Are you everything all right at home? Everything's fine. You a little bit clumped? (laughs) No, I'm on this diet where all I can eat is berries, green vegetables, and lean protein. And do you have to sound like a grizzly bear? Listen, or, guy, <laughs> I poured coffee on top of my sashimi, and it's not sitting very well mm, with me right now.
4: That doesn't sound like it would sit No, well. it's terrible. It was a really <laughs> was like bad a move. jumping in there. <laughs> <Exactly>.
1: Palmersbar.net <laughs> to get all the details on what Palmers is going to be doing to <laughs> you <laughs> and for you throughout <laughs> the noise. course of the summer. I just summer.
3: played Palmers. It was a great experience. Did like you? How just recently? played that back patio really recently, like okay. the beginning of June. It was right. so great. Yeah, I no, and it's it.
1: nice that they're back open. Yeah. And Tony Zuccardi might be one of the kindest people living on planet Earth, certainly within the confines of this fair city.
3: He's awesome. And I got chatting with Christy Costello because I didn't know her. And Mm -hmm. I am actually going to be sending her a demo.
1: You should. Of a brand
3: new song because we might collaborate.
1: It's a great idea. That would be great.
3: We had such a fun. We hit it off i'm not surprised to hear that at all she's dynamic and wonderful
1: um yeah no i know her husband really well and watching her perform live in butchers union and she's a shredder she's a rock and roll star yeah i know yeah no well that's awesome i'm really happy to hear that no
3: i have a brand brand new song that i can't even play yet it's why but well it's very rough but i'm gonna send it to her so that's one thing I'm I'm dream- daydreaming
1: of. We're gonna come right back to that because I have to give my good friend Sean a few seconds here to talk about his financial endeavors. In addition to being the behind the scenes mastermind and producer of the Brian Oak Show podcast and its ever expanding empire, he's also a realtor for Eden Realty, the fiftieth in France location. House tricks.
2: They're good. You know, it's funny. I just uh, some saw, saw some really good old friends and saw my brother and sister in law, and they were asking me how real estate was. I said it's really good. And they're like, did you ever see yourself being a realtor? I said, no, not really, because I kind of had this perception of what I thought realtors were, but you can actually be a decent human being and be kind and empathetic. Not an empath, but
1: empathetic. Wait, he's the empath of realtors. Hey, everybody. I can see the home you want to live in.
2: You'll never see a TV commercial with me showing you a dance with my last name attached to it. Son of a
1: bitch. Don't even talk about that guy. That's all I'm going to tell you. Oh, yeah. Don't even talk about that guy. But go
2: to 612- 859-2594 Eight five nine two five nine four on your mobile device and text me or call me if you even if it's somebody you know that's looking to buy or sell even if it's not tomorrow maybe it's next summer. I've got like eight things set up for next summer. Got some things going on right now. I'm helping yeah. my aunt sell her place. She's moving to Asheville so now I have another great family member uh, to be able to go visit in Asheville but six one two eight five nine two five nine four. and this year I am donating a portion of uh, either the buy or sell side or both if you do both uh, to a local musician of your choice. What? Wow. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So they can cho- you are, they could, you, are, no. you are yeah yeah you will they be, could choose you, Katie Vernon. They absolutely can. All right. Okay. I just think it's so cool, Katie. All what right. you're what you're going through right now is so interesting because you're in this transition with your band, and it's. I know that when people go through these, at first it's a little scary, yeah. but it always happens for a reason. So there's going to be something that comes out of this. That's going to be fantastic for you because you've done so much good to help other people and to bring other people through things. And you are very open and honest about who you are. You are. You're like, here's who I am. I am that. Here's who I am. Here's Here's what I'm going through. And the thing (laughs) is, you may not realize how many people like me that you help when you do that. So thank you. (laughs) <laughs> um, before we
1: let you go, you know, we talk about this. So it is a time of transition, right? And, but yeah. you're still writing music. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. will there be a band in the future? Is there going to be the the Katie, the Katie Vernon experience? Ooh, like um yeah, we, yeah. Exactly. Well, and I'd be happy to be the narrator for that. Don't mm-hmm. worry about that. Um, but you will be joining us in less than two weeks for yeah. our Patreon event, July 20th. At Beast Barbecue in Northeast Minneapolis, Patreon members, you're already on the list. Previous guests, sponsors, you're all on the list. What about the average Joe? Sorry, these are special events for Mm -hmm. our Patreon supporters, but you could be one of them couple bucks a month, five bucks a month, 200 bucks a month, whatever is in your comfort house. We're not asking to make yourself broke, but if you listen to this show, you like the insight, you like the access. Being a Patreon member for a few bucks a month really goes a long way for us to be able to continue to do this and to do these cool events. You sign up at patreon.com slash Brian Oak show. That's O-A-K-E. You could come and join us in just less than two weeks for this very special night we're going to have, and we're very much looking forward to it. Now, you also have a bunch of special nights coming up because you do do something in addition to your personal music that I love. A lot Mm -hmm. of people, and I know this might be hard for you to believe, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people like to dismiss the brilliance Mm -hmm. of the Swedish quartet ABBA.
3: They do, and you know what? I don't get it. That dismissal is what launched us. It really was just kind of a a spite band that was created because uh, there was a Facebook thread with people putting down ABBA. And I went, wait a second, people. ABBA's the best. And uh, so we uh, put together a ABBA band. It's myself, Jenny Russ. Um, we now have Jenny Case full-time on the bass, which is the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, she doesn't play bass in that band. Uh, she's a very good bass player. She plays guitar with us. Um, and uh, Simon Husband, who quit my band but stayed in the ABBA band, um, and uh, and some other members. So yeah, we we sing our socks off, and uh, we haven't played for. Almost, well, a year and a half for sure. Um, we had some painful cancellations. We had to oh. cancel the Chanhassen last summer. Chan- Man, it's actually um, called
2: Chanhappening. Chanhappening. You know. Chan- oh. Chan nope. Chan happening. Uh, and it it's wasn't not, happening. Nobody
3: calls it that. No one calls it that. <laughs> and, um, you know, that was very hard. I mean, I just thought, oh, my gosh, like, are we ever going to bounce back? You know, but um, we have. And we're playing um, July 14th at Shoreview. It's like concert in the commons, they call okay. it. So it's like a park's. Gig and it's free. I believe it's at seven. Um, and yeah, the band is called ABBA Salutely Fab. All right. And uh, and we just, yeah, we, we sing ABBA as, as true to ABBA as we can get.
1: And I imagine it's very good. And I mean, it's again, ABBA is just, yeah. I. There's nothing I don't like about ABBA. Mm-hmm. I like their their humble origins. Mm-hmm. I like their ridiculous stratospheric soar across the, yeah, the commercial music sky. Yeah. I love that era of music. I've never been mad at pop music. Yeah. And if you go back and listen, like my favorite song of theirs through their entire catalog, and I have many, mm-hmm. is Gimme, 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 A Man oh, After yeah. Midnight.
3: Yeah, yeah. I go nuts on that song. I I hurt the next day after gigs, and I wonder why. And then I realize, oh, I, I do some pretty deep lunges. I mean, I don't know wow. what comes over me,
4: <laughs> but I go
3: nuts. I mean, gimme, gimme, gimme. You got uh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You to do no. it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And the horrible thing is I've been singing that song since it was very inappropriate. I mean, I've been singing Gimme a Man After Midnight like, since I was about seven. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> so. There's not That's a gay. soul
1: out there someone to hear yeah. my prayer. Oh, baby. How, do you, how do you feel about ending the show with that song?
3: Absolutely. Yeah? It's one of the best songs ever.
1: abba Absolutely. What's a ground zero for people to get the information they need to have to find out about the ABBA band?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, we're on Facebook and okay. Instagram. I don't think I tweet. Uh, so, right. yeah, ABBA, absolutely <laughs> fab. All right. And um, you can always find the show dates on my website, too. I make sure I always include them. And so. what's your website again? Just my name, Katie vernon.com
1: that's katie with the y, katie with the y uh, just like katie, katie perry this is, okay well oh my mm. uh katie without the money <laughs> well not yet <laughs> not all right yet. not, not yet. yet not with that attitude young oh, lady oh, oh, oh. all right um wonderful of you come by thank you very much thank you for asking and, and thank you for really playing live again and we'll see you yeah. in a week and a half at yes. our f- first patreon event in more than Yay. a year sean are you ready i'm so ready are you yeah you we just got a little taste ready.
2: today, but I'm looking forward to yeah more. No,
1: me too. It's going to be great. So thank you, Katie. Thank you to everybody. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to Audio Equip for providing the equipment here in the Smart Start MN Studio. And thanks to everybody who listens. And again, Patreon members, we're going to see you in less than two weeks. And if you're not yet a member of Patreon, patreon.com slash Brian Oak Show to become a member and to join us for all the future events we're planning in the days and months ahead. And because... It's simply one of the greatest pop masterpieces of the 20th century. Here's a little Abba as we wrap things up on The Brian Oak Show.